Hi everyone, I'm Aditi Chungani, the host, and I'm on a mission to find your ideal career on Grow Up. Hello listeners, and welcome to another episode of Grow Up. Today's career path goes toward a crucial field for every student's life. They're the ones who introduce us to the vast field of education and the different career fields out there. I felt that it was only appropriate to have an educator start this podcast journey. The special guest is a principal. A principal is the head of the school department and ensures that everything in the school can run smoothly. The special guest is Mr. Evans. He's a principal at my school, Mission San Jose High School. He has served my school for the last 14 years, starting off as a teacher in the social sciences department and later became an administrator for our school for the last six years. This year was his very first year as a principal. Let's talk to Mr. Evans and know a little bit more about him and his career. Welcome, Mr. Evans. Hi, Didi. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to be able to start my podcast journey off with you. Now, the first question. Could you tell me a little bit about yourself and your career? Yeah. um, I am actually a product of Fremont, where our high school is. Born and raised in Fremont, California. I went to American High School. Um, That's another one of the schools here in Fremont. Um, And... In high school, I was um, uh, had a really good influence from some teachers that kind of pushed me in the right direction. I wasn't the best student to start off with, but um, by the time I was over, I had been motivated by some teachers, and um, that feeling made me kind of decide that that's something that I want to do in life, and that sort of set me on my journey to become an educator, and I've done it. I went to college to become a teacher, and I got right into the field, and um, have been happy best choice I ever made. Um, I've been doing it ever since. That's amazing. Um, In your answer, you mentioned about how you had a spark for teaching. When did that occur? Did it occur early on in elementary school or middle school? No, that occurred in high school. I think that, you know, and I I truly believe this, and I I said this to my own students these days, um, you know, go into school with an open mind. Um, it's okay if you don't know what you're going to be in life. You're not supposed to know when you're 13 years old, you know, make those decisions of what you're going to be for the rest of your life. So you have to find something that interests you and, and sparks your passion. And for me, um, I was in high school and I was not the best student. And I had, there were some family things. I went, my family went through a divorce and, and separation. And so, um, I was kind of lost for a little bit in, at the beginning of my high school career, and it was uh, actually a young teacher that was also a first-year teacher who I had for three years um, who sort of mentored me and got me on the right track and got me um, you know, motivated to do better and, and, and go to college. And, um, and then when I got into college, which wasn't a sure thing you know, back then, but when I got into college, um, I showed him my acceptance and he cried. He, like, he was like emotional. And I'm like, my, my goodness, that's really like, I want to do that for someone else. Like the impact he had on me, I want to have that impact on someone. And so that was really the, the switch that went off to make me want to, to go into education. I definitely feel that mentors have a big role in us growing and learning. So it's a great way to have them lead you. Before you talk a little bit about education, could you go more in depth about why education is so important in this field and what are a few things that you would recommend students who are planning to go into the education field should take? Yeah, well, 
you know, <clears throat> at the school that I, I'm a principal at, it's a very good school, and almost all of our students uh, go to colleges, and and we're very, very proud of our students. Um, and the one thing that I always have emphasized as a leader at the school with my students is to, to you know, enjoy the process, enjoy the journey of high school. Um, part of that, that um, success at our school um, leads to competition and leads to sort of this race to finish and get to what kids consider the best school, the parents want the best schools. And, and while that's great, I always emphasize that there's literally thousands of really, really great schools in America. And you can become a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer by going to just about any of them. Um, and there's, it's not about the name on the school. It's about what you do with the opportunities you're given. Um, so when you're doing your process, you know, find a school that, that fits you. When I was looking at colleges my senior year, um, I wanted a school. It wasn't so much about the name. It was about the fit for me. I wanted a school that was kind of far away, um, but close enough where I can come home and visit friends if I want to come home. I wanted a school that was kind of medium in size. I didn't want to go to a big giant school where I'd feel lost um, because, you know, as I said earlier, I, I needed teachers to kind of be there to mentor me. I didn't want to sit in a classroom of 500 kids. Um, so the school that I chose was the University of Nevada in Reno. I had a cousin that went there at the time. Uh, I had another teacher in high school whose son went there who, who talked about how great of a school it was. So my aunt lived out there. It was four hours away. Um, it was the right size. They had athletics, which was important to me. So that was really the fit for me. I got into a couple other schools, um, you know, a, a couple of bigger schools, but I thought that that was just the right fit for me. Um, and then once I was there, you know, you're gonna have your general ed courses that you have to take, uh, that everyone's required to take for your majors. Um, but I also try to put in like a, an athletics, um, a PE, so that way I can have that break during the day to to do something that was fun. Um, so that would be my, my, my recommendations. I definitely feel that's great advice for students to keep in mind when applying to colleges because it's a great way to see what's the best college that suits you and best for you. When you first came to Mission San Jose High School, you were a teacher, and now you're a principal. How has the transition from being a teacher to a principal been? Um, it, it's a, well, I love, I love both. Um, I certainly miss teaching a lot. Um, as a principal, as an assistant principal that I was for the last five years, um, it's great because I feel like I can have a large um, overview of the school and kind of see it from a different perspective. And then I can make change on a grander perspective and a greater scale um, as an administrator. Um, like, you know, with uh, Thursday Advisory, that, be that was from me going to a conference and seeing how some schools have that time built in. And I brought it back and said, you know, let's do this. Let's put a team together and let's create this time for kids to have for themselves. And, and so you can make those sort of full school changes um, as an administrator. So it's great. But the one thing I miss the most is, is, you know, when I was in the classroom, I got to see five periods of kids smiling. Um, you know, I hope, I think that I did a pretty good job of making U.S. history and world history enjoyable and, and a fun learning process. Um, 
but there was nothing better than than interacting with kids on a daily basis and, and a positive basis. It feels like as an administrator, whenever a kid comes into my office, they're nervous or they're sad because something went wrong or they're in trouble or they think that I'm, you know, the bad guy that's here to punish them. And, and I just really want to help kids. I don't, I'm not here to, you know, be a, a enforcer or a punisher. Um, so I miss seeing smiling faces around me all the time. That's my biggest thing. So I love going to classrooms and observing classrooms and seeing kids enjoying the process. And I wish that more kids would come to me, um, you know, just to, you know, it doesn't have to be for native. You just come to get, get advice like you're doing now or, or say hi or just start a conversation. Um, I'm here for everyone to, to help them. So um, that's the biggest difference for me. I just want to say you've been an amazing principal, and I know a lot of students at our school can attest to that. You've been so approachable, and you've made this year go so smoothly, even though there have been a lot of twists and turns. Thanks. I appreciate that. Um, you have been both a teacher and a principal. Now, this might be a hard question. Which do you prefer more, teaching or doing administrative work? That is a hard question, and I, I think I go back and forth on that. I think on times like this, where it's been a real struggle, this is, you know this first year has been difficult. We had a, a WASC and accreditation cycle that was challenging, and then I thought that was going to be the hardest part of the year, and then we went into shelter in place, which was hard. So sometimes I'm kind of like, oh, I wish it just was just with my kids and <laughs> doing that again. Um, but uh, like I said, I, I w- around. After my first few years of teaching, I, I kind of could see myself wanting to go into administration because um, I like to see the the system and see how I can make it better. Um, I have a lot of ideas, and, and I feel like if I want to make larger change for education for students, then I can do that um, more successfully as an administrator. So um, I, I don't regret my transition to an administration. I love what I do now, um, but I just miss... Um, being in the classroom. And maybe someday I'll, I'll go back into the classroom. Um, who knows? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is a question that a lot of people want to know about. What does a daily routine look like a principal? How does a normal day <laughs> run? That's a great question. Um, we actually, when, when we interview people to be an assistant principal, We've hired a couple here and I've done summer schools where I've hired assistant principals. One of the questions I ask them is I throw them a scenario with all these different hypotheticals happening. Like, you know, you walk in and there's a pipe that bursts in this room and there's a kid in trouble and there's a parent calling you because they're mad. And, they're, and then the, the, they always look at you like, come on, that's not, and like, that's every day, you know? Um, so you, your typical day is you have no idea what's going to happen. I come into a day thinking, I'm going to do this and I have a meeting at one and I have this to do. And then, you know, um, a kid passes out on campus and you have to call 911. And then, you know, you found someone vaping in a bathroom and then you're doing that for the next couple hours. And then, you know, so you never know what's going to happen day to day. You have to be really flexible. You know, I have uh, 160 staff members on campus. There's 2,000 kids and there's anywhere from, you know, three to 4,000 parents um and you know you have to treat every single one of them um with as a priority um because you know if they're coming to me then then it's important and i can't tell them like hey you know i got other things to do 
you know, I'll deal with you later. You know, you have to really be there for everybody. So it's, it's managing a lot of different things at the same time. And then, of course, you know, with just being that it's a school, you know, things just pop up all the time and, and you don't know what's going to happen next. Now that we're at the stay-at-home order, how has things changed? Now, there might not be pipe-bursting <laughs> incidents, but what are some differences and what do you prefer more, working at home or working at school? <clears throat> yeah, well, it, it certainly hasn't gotten any easier with the children plays. In fact, I think that's probably gotten a little bit harder um, because the traditional hours of operation are no longer existent, right? And you've seen that as a, as a student. Um, you know, you don't have classes at eight o'clock and at nine o'clock and at 10 o'clock, you kind of have them whenever your teacher decides to have them. So for you, it's, and, and, you know, the expectations that each teacher has for you is different. And so for students, it's been a challenge for, for staff, it's been a challenge. And for me, the hardest part is, is, um, uh, tempering the expectations, um, because no one's done this before. Um, we're all learning at the same time. And so, you know, some, you know, some parents have complained that there's too much work being done and some have complained that there's not enough and the teachers are not, you know, around to do the stuff. And so, it, and then I can't see any of it. It's not like I can walk into a classroom and check it out and see what's going on. So um, it's hard to see it. Um, it's hard to monitor. And, and then, you know, just making sure that we're all on the same page. We have some people that are faster learners than others. Um, and and then the other thing is is that the the rules keep changing you know when we started this we thought we might be out of school for a few days or maybe a week and then it became the rest of the school year and then we had to change the the grading the credit no credit uh, so we had to figure that out um, and then we had to figure out you know the senior graduation are we going to do it virtual are we going to do a drive-through and so um we're all just trying to figure this out on the fly. We, you know, and then the second I learn something new from the district office or from the county, um, I'm turning around and sharing it with the staff and then they're trying to adapt and then I share it to parents and students and they've got to process it and figure it out. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's challenging. It's like trying to build a puzzle and no one's around to do it. We all have to do it through Zooms and stuff and that's, that's complicated to do. Yeah. Wow, I definitely did not see it in that perspective. I mean, as students, we have been going through a few differences, but as an administrator and teachers, they've made it so much easier for us. So I'm so, so grateful for all of the hard works that educators are putting in through this rough time. And also, I want to thank you for just spending an hour or so just doing this podcast for mm -hmm. me. It really means a lot to me, and I'm very grateful for this. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it. Now, what are some strengths that you would want to see in someone applying to become either a teacher or a principal, something in the educational field? Yeah, that's a, a good question. I've, I've interviewed a lot of young teachers. Um, we've hired a few of them. And I've been, I think that teachers coming into the field, young, dynamic, adaptive, um, have been amazing there i love hiring new young teachers because they bring i mean first of all they they have some technology experience so like doing something like zoom or online social or distance learning um, is something that they may be kind of familiar with and they're able to adapt with um, 
And I think the one thing that you can't, you know, you could teach teachers to be organized. You could teach teachers how to make lesson plans, um, but you can't teach their the relationship that they have with kids, um, the empathy that they have. So um, I think that all teachers should take a couple courses in psychology, um, so that way they understand the mental health of students. Um, they, they, you know, you know, you, given everything that's going on in the world right now, um, they have some education and obviously, you know, social studies, uh, anthropology, um, because it, it's, like I said, you can teach teachers how to make good lessons and pedagogy, but you can't teach them how to understand their children how to be patient with them, how to understand that that you're one-sixth of their day and they have other things going on in other classrooms and they have stuff going on at home. So, you know, always looking beneath what's happening to see um, how you can support them. Uh, and and our young teachers do that very well, you know, and I think you've, you've had enough teachers in your life that you've seen that. Uh, and there's some teachers that are just sort of stuck in their ways and aren't going to change. And I've been doing this for 30 years and I'm not changing. And it's like, well, yeah, but life changes over 30 years. Like we should all be adapting and changing. So, um, so that's what I look for when, when I'm interviewing a teacher and I'm in the classroom is, is what's that relationship look like? Wow, I definitely did not see it in the perspective of a teacher. As a student, we just expect our teachers just to teach us and everything but thinking that a teacher takes one sixth out of our day and just how they try to adapt with us mm-hmm. is so crazy to think about so thank you for that now this is the last question for today what words of advice would you give students who are confused or curious about what to do next are there any specifics to students who are looking to enter the educational field yeah, um, I think the first thing is for students, especially the ones that I work with all the time or last 15 years here at Mission, is to to be patient and enjoy the process. You don't need to have all the answers now. Um, you know, part of the reason why I want to come back and teach high school was because I loved my high school experience. I loved my friends and, and the things that we did. Um, and when I have alumni come back and share on alumni panels or just talk to me, they reflect on the times that they spent with friends and the things that they did. They don't reflect on that AP stats test that they took or, or you know, what their GPA was. Um, and, and oftentimes they say, I wish I would have just, you know, relaxed and enjoyed a little bit more. Um, you know, your parents will be proud of you. Um, regardless, I'm a father of two children and I just want my children to be happy at the end of the day. Um, I want them to make good choices and I'm raising them, you know, I want them to go to college obviously, but I want them to be happy and healthy, um, and make good choices. And so, um, you know, you, the majority of the kids here are successful and they're going to be successful regardless. They're going to, um, try their best and, and they're going to achieve. They just need to let that process happen first. And then when you do hit some adversity, have the perspective of this is just a, a roadblock. Um, it doesn't define me. Uh, talk to someone, talk to an adult, talk to a counselor, an administrator, or a friend, and, and we'll get through this together. And that's going to make you stronger 
So that way you can hit more adversity in life because it certainly doesn't end after high school, right? You get into college and there's even more adversity and you get older in life and have a family and a job. Um, you know, learning how to process adversity is, is part of growing up. It's not just saying I quit or I don't want to do it anymore. Um, you have to learn how to overcome those things. So be patient and understand that that adversity is a way of life and we work through it. We don't just give up or, or um, you know, you know, fight about it. Well, that's all we have for today. I just want to thank Mr. Evans for being the very first guest of this podcast journey and for sharing more insight about his job. I've learned so much and realized what it takes to become an educator, specifically a teacher, administrator, and even a principal. I mean, we've always seen the perspective as a student, but have not known what it takes to become an educator. I'm grateful for all the educators out there who are bringing change and sparking new innovation. I feel that Mr. Evans really stressed that find something that you love and you don't always need to know what you want to do right away. And whatever you'll end up doing, you're going to ace it and you're going to love it. So don't worry and just keep doing things that you love. I'm so grateful to be able to interview the principal at my school, Mr. Evans. So thank you once again, Mr. Evans. And well, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And please be sure to be on the lookout because I will be posting more podcasts with unique careers. Anyways, bye for now.